0: In the realm of brother time we tread No medical or financial wisdom spread Not professional insights do we impart Merely voices sharing straight from the heart Conversations flowing free and bold Quips and puns Products to be sold Take none of this personally It's not your fault Take it instead with a grain of salt (laughs) Hopefully those golf
1: claps are You can actually hear them (laughs) Because apparently you can't hear that
0: sound very well in the recording. Yeah. Uh, having a brother means you have a friend for life. I'm Isaac, 5 of 10, and my I, I made up a fusion food for everyone to try at home. Um, curry pizza. No, I, I think you should have chicken and onions on it. Instead of tomato sauce, do a, a nice curry. Yeah. Oh,
1: um, I'm Josh, eight of ten, and my fusion food is—I'm gonna use pizza too, cause I mean it's kind of nope, just good, pizza. good by default. What? I can't hear you. <laughs> uh, this sounds breaking up a little. Um, I'm gonna say uh, pizza, pizza hamburger. Uh, you take two slices of pizza, and then you build a full hamburger in between without the bread like the pizza is the bread okay and then
0: you can um, so eat it. yeah the fusion food is combining multiple like branches you did two american but you could do a pizza beef wellington is beef wellington french i think it's english i don't know I don't know who came up with the Beef Wellington. I just know it's un-American. Yeah, have you seen the process for making a Beef Wellington? No. I mean, as much as I've watched Chef Ramsay, I have not paid attention to that.
1: So, like, when anytime I see someone make a Beef Wellington, I'm always thinking to myself, like, couldn't you just keep all those ingredients, like, separate? And just let... Make a (laughs) burger? Yeah, just make a hamburger. No, what I mean is... Because it's like, it's a thing of beef, and then they like put a mustard thing over it, and then they uh, make this mushroom-type paste almost, and they put that over it, and then they put it in a pastry. It's like, what if instead you just took the mushroom stuff and put that in a pastry, and just had a nice, warm, soft pastry, and then just had had your filet separate so that you could eat the filet because I always feel like once it's all done, as soon as you cut into it and give someone a piece like the pastry is going to get soggy from the meat and then it's probably going to fall apart immediately. The moment it's touched it's going to fall apart and all of that work you put into making it all stay together is just... House of Cards, yeah, that's a beef Wellington.
0: Yeah, it's a House of Cards of the food world. I uh, I appreciate your rant on beef Wellingtons. I have no idea how they're they're made, even after you briefly explained.
1: It. <laughs> yeah, uh, they are
0: needlessly complicated. That's that's my point. It's but it is I think where we came up with the idea of a burger. In America they're like, yeah, just just take a bun, chop it in half, throw some cooked meat in there. And then put whatever you want on it. Mustard, sure. Why not? Mushrooms? Yeah, that's fine too. But you can you can do that on your own. <laughs> you, <laughs> the, you choose. Yeah, you get to pick. It's your choice. And I choose to take a break. <laughs> All right, we're back. And I wanted to talk about integrating AI into people's everyday life. Because I, I know people are aware of it. But a lot of people are just, it is a separate thing. It's like that. is it an analogy when you do a comparison? There's a story Ben used to tell. And I don't know where he got it. But the, these chickens go to church and they're like, One gives a talk and he's like, I believe I can fly. And then he flies off the pulpit and then all the chickens one by one go up to the pulpit and say, I believe I can fly. And then they fly across and they're all flying around in church. And then after church is done, they all walk home. Yeah.
1: Yeah, no, yeah, no, I get it.
0: Yeah, chickens
1: are dumb. That that makes sense to me. Chickens are really
0: dumb. Yeah, they're like, I can fly. All right, let's 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 walk home now. So I feel like AI is that way for a lot of people. They're like, this is really cool. It can do all this stuff. All right, I'm going to type out this, this long thing because I can instead of using it. So I first off wanted to start with, with asking you, Josh, how do you integrate it? Where are you using AI in your life?
1: Um so interestingly enough Google has started generating AI responses to search results. I'm not oh. saying they're listening to this podcast, but a few weeks ago I pointed out that they were behind the curve. They were because you know, they could I I say easily, but I mean it's an obvious application of AI is to put it into their search engine. And lo and behold, they did it. So I'm I'm expecting a kickback. That's all I'm saying. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> that, that was that was an obvious thing to do, right? So right. it makes some, sense they some, finally did it. They should have done it way sooner, but
0: I at least I they haven't did it. seen that. So maybe you're part of a beta. I'm I get AI, and I I'm hoping to incorporate it into other things. So what have you used it for? Just with searches?
1: Yeah, like now when I do a Google search it gives me an AI response, which is obviously still under development because sometimes they're completely useless, but it, it essentially takes the search results and distills them down to kind of a, like a more refined version of all of the search results, which is nice. Saves a lot of time. So I guess that's how I'm using it. Um, If I were to write sometimes in my at work i'll I'll need to write like a operating procedure document an s o p yeah um I haven't in a long time done it but if i if I were needing to write that, I would probably use AI to give me a starting point
0: yes that's that's exactly what i'm thinking starting point a lot of what I use it for are just starting points. But that's huge. Sometimes it's hard to, to get an idea started. Or use it to like come up with options that you can select from is another way that I, I use it. So I often have, have it come up with like quest ideas for my Dungeons & Dragons games. I'm like, what are some fun things that players could do on an adventure in a jungle? And it's like, it comes up with some neat ideas. And then I tell it to expand on some of those ideas. And then I just change relevant parts to what the players are doing, tie it into the story. It is a lot easier than... um do, It's like having someone to brainstorm with, I guess. Right.
1: How How soon does that become? So right now, it only responds when you go to it. Right. What if down the line it becomes more like an AI assistant that's always listening? And I w-
0: I would actually love that. And uh, as, would you as though? Much-
1: I I don't think anyone would I know. like that.
0: So I know instinctively you're like you're gonna hate this. I I would love it ninety five percent of the time, and the other five percent of the time I would lose my mind and like throw my phone. But that's just 5% of the time. The other 95%, if I'm like at the grocery store and I'm like, how do I tell if an avocado is good? And then my phone is like, you can tell by the firmness and color. If it feels like a melon, it's good. And then I'm like, okay, well, how do you tell if a melon is good? See, it's <laughs> it's like having yeah. help. I mean, it'll get better over
1: time, but yeah, the way I picture it is you say, how do I tell if an avocado is good? And it says, avocados were first discovered and blah, blah, blah. And (laughs) starts giving you like a book report on avocados um, before actually giving you the answer. But the annoying part, though, that I was feeling when you were talking about like using AI is having a friend who their main focus seems to be just trying to solve all your problems and not like maybe you want an answer, but you also want to be able to think for yourself. You want to be in control. You don't want someone sitting there. Well, the best way to do this would be, yeah. Well, you no, should go I, down I this agree. aisle. Go down this no. aisle. Go down. Go down this aisle now. Do it. Go yeah, down this they're aisle. Like,
0: they're, they're like, you're at the wrong store for good avocados. Head over to Bob's Trading Post. Avocados only three ninety nine. You're like, these are ninety nine cents. Yeah, but this uh, this ad is sponsored by Bob's Bob.
1: <laughs> oh, <laughs> you wanted cheap avocados? Well, there are eighty cent avocados down the road at this location. Why am she going now. there? Go
0: go there. Go there now. We'll well, we'll not provide further information until you arrive. Oh, thanks. No, so what I I just thought about when you were talking, though, is AI still requires expertise to use. So if you don't know what an avocado is, it's probably not going to be very useful in telling you how to find the best avocado. Right, or if you don't know, I, that's a terrible example. Um, yeah, let's let's <laughs> <we'll> move on. <laughs> but anyways, let's talk about how AI would help you find stuff at Goodwill. No, let's just talk about find Goodwill finds. Do you ever find anything awesome at Goodwill? No, I, I'm not really. I don't
1: really go to like thrift stores. Myself, I've just never really oh. been that interested personally in oh trying to find those because my wardrobe is very very simple. Like I like I put a little thought into what I wear, but it's also kind of like the same thing every day.
0: Yeah, I mean, so the the what I like about Goodwill is you can go there and find nothing, but sometimes you'll find like four or five things that are like this is actually my style my size um i've m- well what but aside from that a few years ago actually it was quite a few years ago when i think about it man i'm old um i was at goodwill and i found a dewalt tool case and this was before i really was getting into too far, I had just started getting into building and remodeling and stuff. I found a DeWalt tool, tool case for two ninety nine, and I'm like, man, what, what tool is in here? I opened it up and it was empty. And I was like, oh. Someone took the tool out? What's going on? Anyways. Well, it it's was- only
1: $3. What do you expect?
0: Well, yeah. I mean, at the... At the time, I didn't realize how expensive the tool cases were without the tools. It was basically just... I don't know if you're familiar with Milwaukee Packout. It was DeWalt's initial attempt at something like that. And the tool case itself was actually really nice. For any You could put any tool you wanted inside of there, so... I ended up getting it, and then later finding out it was like sixty dollars for that. Oh for wow! That thing.
1: What is that like ninety five percent off?
0: It it was a good deal, and my uh, uh, while I'm also sp- talking up Goodwill, I'm also going to mention that sometimes you can just find things cheaper at Walmart, so it's not always a thrift. Thrift savings, so you have to be conscious of that when you're shopping there. Like you'll find charging cables for ten bucks. It's like I can I can get this at Walmart for four bucks. Why would I? Why would I buy it here used? Anyways, yeah. So you don't, I guess you,
1: not everything there is automatically a good deal.
0: Yeah, and I don't I don't know what their pricing strategy is but it doesn't seem it's not based off of it's not based off of what you can find it um they're they're not competing with anyone i i'll just put it that way i think they try to sell it what they think they can get it for which is maybe that's everyone's strategy but shirts are men's shirts are usually like between three and six bucks for t-shirts what about polos like 5 to 8 bucks i would say oh that's like really not
1: bad maybe i'll try a, a goodwill i know um i've heard that workers aren't allowed to set aside items for yeah i've heard that too um, which and that's to me kind of weird it's a bummer cuz it's like why are, that's like one of the main perks i would think working at goodwill
0: there, are, They make it so there are no perks. Um, it's often people who cannot get employment elsewhere or community service. People actually use it for community service. You can volunteer at Goodwill to fulfill your community service hours for in lieu of a prison sentence.
1: Oh, interesting. OK. Yeah,
0: some, sometimes judges will say, well, you can do Uh, Three days in county, or you can do uh, 80 hours of community service.
1: Oh, dang. Three days in county, please. 80 hours? That's two weeks of full time.
0: But but then, then you don't have I don't think of all the shirts you could watch go out the door and not set aside for yourself. I wonder if they can't even purchase, like they can't even shop at the store. Oh, I'm, I'm say, sure okay, they can. I think put it's this just, out on the rack. Put it at the back. Rack.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure. No, I bet you employees still try. Like, they probably hide stuff. They have their little stash that they keep secret from their manager. And they just like, oh, yeah, let me go hang this up. Put it out for sale. And then they walk and do like a... Oh, man. Do a beeline for their, like, hidden little nook somewhere. Where they have wow. like they wow, hide it under some prices. old stuff. <laughs>
0: yeah. Yeah. No, I bet of all the places to do that though, Goodwill.
1: I mean, what other place are you gonna do something like that? You're I, you're not gonna get a special deal on something if you work at Kohl's. But at Goodwill you could find like something that's worth hundreds of dollars that they're
0: putting up for sale for like three or five bucks or ten bucks. I well, I think they're they've they continue to evolve their pricing stuff to where those really expensive things that come in they actually sell them outside like they don't they don't put them on their floor unless it accidentally gets through there's no prada going out ah no prada yeah, at goodwill dang yeah so there are other high end thrift store higher end thrift stores that will sell those types of products used, and I think goodwill sells directly to those stores so if you're if you're selling second hand goods on a higher end, I would connect with uh goodwill that's let's move on to getting sore of this uh topic
1: getting sore of the topic well, <laughs> let's talk about sore muscles so i um I try to go to the gym regularly. I'm not always successful, but um I have the my most recent visit, I've got muscle so sore that it's been a long time since I've been this sore.
0: Oh, you overdid it.
1: Yeah, well I was so I've got I'm like trying to think of parts on my like torso that I feel like should have more muscle than they do. Um, yeah, And one of them is basically the incline press where normally a bench press, you're going straight out perpendicular from your chest. Whereas an incline, yeah. you're like at a 45 degree going upward um, because kind of like those upper forward shoulder type muscles. I want to build up more. And yeah. so I am incredibly sore. And so w- what do you do when you have sore muscles? Like,
0: what do you do to help? I was hoping you'd have an answer. I don't, I don't have a good, like, I avoid taking medicines. I, I start by hydrating more and then an yeah. anti inflammatory if it's bad. Okay.
1: Maybe I can try that. I do have some things I do. Um, but it's just, you know, I feel like there's more. You could do, do you, obviously well, hydrate, like you said. Yeah, um, I I have curry if I have sore muscles. Like curry pizza, like you put it on a pizza. <laughs> yeah.
0: When you have curry on a pizza, you can have curry anytime.
1: And pizzas when curry's on a bagel,
0: you Ooh, can have pizza curry bagels.
1: Anytime. Yeah, curry bagel. Um, okay. A savory...
0: Would Just you put rice cream bagel? cheese on that as well? Oh, okay. That instantly caused revulsion. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay,
1: well, things I do for sore muscles are like... Yeah. a. So I have Epsom salt. You can buy a big bag of it. Um, Don't put okay. it in your food. It's not edible. But you can pour it in a bathtub with hot water and basically give yourself a salt bath and that'll that'll help relieve some uh some of that pain um cold i also shower? a
0: what cold
1: shower cold shower i didn't i haven't tried that maybe i should try a cold shower um cuz i always think warm water is more relaxing and oh, a cold the, shower is literally torture
0: the um, new the new science is um at first they went oh cold is better and then they're like oh hot is better but now the the newest science uh says a mix you want to alternate between cold and hot
1: so you want to stand there with your hand on the on the hand the thing that adjusts the water and just keep flipping it back and forth
0: <laughs> until until you can't take no it's not <laughs> that's not that <laughs> alternating it's like you you do a cold uh ice ice pack for like 15 minutes and then an hour later you do a warm compress you're supposed to alternate between the two um because the the warm does relax it and allows it to even out and then the cool soothes it and reduces the swelling so it's it's a matter of relaxing and reducing relaxing, reducing is better than just one or the other,
1: yeah, I In, think for the injury. most part i I will say like if it's a different kind of injury, you could actually do damage, is my understanding by either icing or heating one of the two, depending on the injury,
0: oh yeah, I think sore muscles um. And that might the the alternating is probably more for a strain, like uh uh I see it in sports medicine that they talk about this, and just just to clarify, no medical wisdom spread here uh we're not professional, yeah, but
1: if you're really hurting, maybe go see a doctor.
0: Yeah, like
1: stop you know. listening to this podcast and go see a doctor if you're really
0: hurting. <laughs> yeah. I think, I, yeah, I, I get really specific with what you're you're dealing with. If you're doing a uh, having AI help you out with it, too. Yeah, well, we should take a Uh, we bring you this interruption to interrupt your screen. Oh,
1: time. the most annoying thing ever. Oh, my gosh. Like, when you're working on something and typing somewhere in another program, besides it needs your attention uh, to tell you something.
0: Oh, if, if it hijacks your cursor, that is a 100 times worse. If you're typing and you... You are looking at the screen, and or you see something pop up while you're ty- typing, and then you look back and half of your sentence isn't there of what you just typed. And Oh, <laughs> okay. That well, this
1: this unlocks another issue. You shouldn't need to stare at the keyboard while you type. You should.
0: I know. You shouldn't. I'm, I'm not always looking at. Well, sometimes you're looking at what pops up too, and you're trying to. Type something. It is true though. Or,
1: like you can type. I I've gotten pretty fast at typing. So, so yeah, I, I'll be a sentence in before I realize. Oh my gosh! Like it's not. Yeah, it's not picking it's, anything up. It's
0: it's minor, but it's annoying. And also, you don't have the new like key shifting keyboards. You you got to get a key encrypting keyboard now because they um. The AI can listen to your through your mic and knows what you're typing. <laughs> what? I'm I'm serious. Yeah, the the AI has like ninety five percent accuracy at listening into keystrokes.
1: Okay, so hold on. When you say listening, you don't mean like key logging, which is listening to the no. actual keyboard talking no, to the computer. I, I'm
0: saying someone can sit next to you in a coffee shop with a microphone near your keyboard and record which keys you're typing by the pressing, by the sound they make. And it can also listen in through your PC if they have access to your microphone somehow. So if you're on the phone with someone in support and they're like, okay, go ahead and put in your password, there's software, there's AI-created software that will be able to detect what keys you're typing onto your keyboard.
1: Huh. So I, I work in it. That sounds, that sounds kind of made up. This must be like really new. This, this doesn't sound uh, real.
0: It is, it is just a few weeks old. So
1: that they, my initial reaction is so to get, Anywhere close to that, to even have that be feasible, you would need to know exactly where the microphone is in relation to the keyboard. You would need to know details about the keyboard, such as the wear on the different keys, because they'll sound different depending on how they're worn down. They'll sound different depending on how far away they are, which I assume is how they're doing it. But like, there's so much you would need to know about that keyboard. That you just can't um, possibly know unless you already have enough information to just get the password another way.
0: Yeah, they, they took all the, uh, the different facets of what you need to know and they combined them into something that can figure it out. But what's worse than that is when there's pop-ups on your own screen. Oh right, that's what we were talking about kind of got sidetracked. <laughs> yeah, I know that's so, it is somewhat terrifying that they can just hear your keystrokes and know what you're you're saying, but
1: yeah, cuz uh, often I'll be starting up my computer and I'll have something I'm wanting to do or needing to do then and there. And so as soon as I see my desktop, I'll open Chrome and I'll go to start typing like if I'm trying to google search something in all the programs that start opening up when your computer starts, most of yeah. which I want to open when the computer starts, but what I don't want is for them to open and tell me that they've just updated and take my cursor out of where I'm typing. Like, why Why is that a yeah. thing? Like, why don't yeah. people who develop these applications or even... Microsoft oh wait no there's the answer yeah Microsoft they <laughs> who who develop windows have ways to prevent like when you're actively typing something else taking focus from where you're typing like it is it's yeah. one of the most frustrating things that it seems really minor. And I know there's more to the issue than that, because, you know, that could introduce exploits if you were able to, if like you typing in somewhere completely took full control of everything and you couldn't defocus from that, obviously that would introduce exploits. So I kind of get why they're doing it. But, but if, if a program updates, guess what? I don't really care about what you just did about your updates. I don't care. Like, don't don't pop up in the middle of my screen and tell me you updated. I have a piece of software that is just for my mouse. From Logitech, it's like, they, they have this software that lets you configure different things about the mouse, like the buttons yeah. on it. Every yeah. time I open my computer, turn on my computer,
0: <laughs>
1: that software, not only does it take a... Re- a dumb amount of time to get going like this is just for the mouse like it should be ready and going immediately like whatever they did to make that software whoever designed it i think is incompetent because they have made software for something so simple that takes forever to start up and almost every time i turn on my computer there's an update and i'm like Okay, it's for my mouse. Why do you think I care about that? Like, why do you need to tell me that you updated? And what could you have possibly updated?
0: What? That's so weird. Like, a mouse is such a fundamental. Like, it's integrated into everything, and there's default drivers that should work for every type of mouse out there. Why does it need? Like, look at me. I'm updating. See, we care. Who cares so much? And, it's virtue signaling for PC.
1: Yeah, it it must be that. I <laughs> so I know like bugs can be found and fixed in any kind of software, but I also yeah. feel like some companies have an have have a uh, what do you call it? They see themselves as much more important than they are, and they think like we're on the cutting edge of this. You know, we're gonna push out updates all the time we got to make sure this software is top-notch it's like no you could just have it do the one thing that the your user cares about and then just get out of my face like don't (laughs) don't like Uh, act like you're anything more than you know just the mouse software and it makes me question whether i should even have their software installed for my mouse i just
0: yeah well that so, there are two places where I use PCs that aren't mine. And they both of these uh, it's work and it's um, Uncle Dave's. And at Dave's, he pays for McAfee, like the antivirus software. And just bleep that out if I'm not allowed to say their name or comment on them. But it is the most annoying product. They also had it installed on my work PC. It pops up worse than any virus and more frequently after you've paid for the product. And the weird thing is, Dave has, he's paid for it two different ways. Because once you have the product, they try to sell you more products by popping up and saying, hey, you're unprotected. You need to get the super firewall. It's not included in the, the base products that you've bought so far. And so they once you get in there, they try to upsell you every day, several times a day with pop-ups. Hey, your system's at risk. Hey, you're unprotected. And it pops up, and it looks very menacing, mm. almost like on the verge of some ransomware. Yeah. Hey, your files could all be taken from you. You're, you're, and the work, the work PC, they just had it installed by default and it popped up with very menacing, like, uh, similar to that, you're at risk to being hacked. Uh, almost like, <laughs> almost like they, they're it, threatening it had to, to do it. Yeah, they're like, we have these list of hackers that might hack into your computer if you don't buy our product. And we have a list of people like you who don't have our product. You know, we could combine the two. <laughs> we could introduce column A to column B. Uh, where Where do you you want to be in column C, uh, the people who are paying us cash for this product? Yeah. Anyways. It, it is uh, very,
1: uh, like, it used to be that you would pay, like, gangsters for protection, like, 100 years ago or 200 years ago like there's like a mob that owns the city and you got to pay them or owns the street you're on and you got to pay them. And it is
0: really, it's similar now because
1: if you're, yeah. if you're and they,
0: sorry, and they're just, it's just in the same way that they would pop into the store just to remind you. Yeah. We're protecting you.
1: Yeah. And they're <laughs> and really just right. protecting you from yourself because if you, if you are aware of things to look out for and you don't go into to any sketchy sites. You don't just click every link in every email you get. You're fine with just windows defender, just a built in windows antivirus. You're fine yeah. with that. That's enough. You don't need something extra.
0: If you, you're technically. Can you, clarify, inclined, can you clarify something since you're in it and you deal with this stuff? So is there like, A massive network of shared um, virus, I guess, kind of like the DNA of virus, where it's like when a virus is discovered by any entity, they share it with the collective. And then that collective is they use that information together to create their antivirus software and algorithms that's a right.
1: that's a good question. I don't know that there is there's a collective necessarily. There might be partnerships between different antivirus um companies. I know yeah. the the companies by themselves have to you know, they have to curate and get their virus signatures. Yeah. Or like almost like a virus fingerprint. What does it look like? Um, From outside. Yeah, the smallest
0: fragment of detectable parts of the virus. And I think at at least at one point they did share it collectively. Um, And that I'm pretty sure Windows Defender pulls from the same resources. There's got to be some open source archive of viruses out there, if not new product idea. I know there was at one point. I'm almost certain it still exists. Yeah, it, and that- it's, it's probably a thing. But
1: the, the fact of the matter is, if you didn't have people on staff actively looking for new viruses, your, your software's only as good as the age of a virus that's trying to hit someone. In other words, you're not going to get the, they're called zero-day exploits you're not going to have any chance against those. And what that is, is an exploit that is discovered. And basically the same day it's discovered, it becomes rampant or it's, it's immediately usable by anyone who wants to, wants to damage your system. Yeah. And so those are really the scary ones you should be worried about, but, um, Honestly, like the average user probably shouldn't spend time and energy worrying about that kind of stuff. Just
0: be careful online, you know. Yeah. Well. Yeah, but the my point to bringing that up was that the uh, Windows Defender that's updated regularly with new virus yeah. models and right. so they're they're perfectly adequate. I don't. I don't know that I would ever pay for something like McAfee. There are other brands out there that I would prefer, um, but they don't sponsor this, so we're not going to bring them up. (laughs) Yeah. First official day of fall on the 23rd. Can you believe it? Like,
1: we made it through the, at least here in Texas, we survived one (laughs) of the hottest summers ever. Yeah. Oh, it was so hot. And it's still like kind of warm outside, but um, I don't know that my city, we never really had any, any major restrictions on water.
0: Okay. Well, that's different than just not a lot of rain in Wisconsin. We kind of had a drought. It was pretty, a pretty dry summer. It also like is still like mid seventies here, just like most of summer. So it doesn't feel like fall is here, but the leaves are changing for sure. So So, wait, what's, what's the hottest it got during the summer for you? Um, that I remember, I think like lower nineties, mid nineties. Oh, okay. But it's, it, it's, it's typically a humid heat. So it's a little different than the dry heat.
1: Right. Yeah. Yep. So, is little... it, and it, is it pretty dry? Um, not sometimes, but often it is a, it is a humid, a humid heat that, um, can feel like 115. In actuality, it's like 107. But it it got really hot some days, like unbelievably hot. Like you shouldn't have been outside for more than you know, 15 or 30 minutes. Oh, wow. Yeah. It, I'm, I'm worried about it just getting worse though. Like the whole climate change thing of, you know, this becoming the norm and it just getting warmer and warmer is kind of scary because you could imagine right now, air conditioning is just a, it's like a luxury in a sense. I know for a lot of people, it's not, they need it, but, Like RAC went out um, a couple weeks ago and it was out for like a day or two and just kind of dealt with it, right? Just like made like a swamp cooler and, and tried to, tried to just deal with it. But if it were, if it gets worse and worse, it's going to become a health hazard and it already is for some people, but not having ac means you have to get a hotel or go stay in a shelter until your ac's fixed because you could you could die from the yeah hit.
0: i'm i mean typically people are inside so they're not directly in the sun and they have access to things like water and even fans make a huge difference yeah so i i don't think it's like as simple as the AC goes out in a few places and there's a collapse of society. <laughs> yeah, but I
1: mean, we're not there yet. But if it gets worse, that's like, that's what I'm afraid of. Cause I already hate not having AC. I, I gotta have AC or I'm just like, I'm a mess. I I need to have the cool air. I need it. Um,
0: yeah. I, where did you learn about is swamp coolers a thing in Texas? I mean, well,
1: okay. So a swamp cooler. I don't know if this is your question, but a swamp cooler is you just take some ice and put a fan over it.
0: Yeah, but so in in desert areas like Twenty Nine Palms, California, um, I I lived I lived there for a little bit. They use swamp coolers instead of air conditioners they have swamp swamp coolers, like literally that's the a c oh interesting it's, yeah so they're they do use humidity cold cold humidity to cool the house, but it's so dry there that it doesn't become a risk of like mold and and things like right. that right so.
1: Yeah, I mean, the, what I'm talking about was literally just like a bowl of ice with a fan blowing on it. Yeah, no, that's, that that's um, yeah, that works. Yeah, and theirs that's, is probably more sophisticated. I have seen some really cool DIY swamp cooler projects that people have done online, um, which make it makes me kind of want to make one, but i I probably wouldn't have time to actually make one. Um, but
0: yeah. It's surprising that fall is here and your hot weather is done for the year. (laughs) I hope I, I mean, one can hope, but this is Texas. (laughs) So it'll
1: probably like, I think today, today when I woke up and the sun had barely started coming up, it was like 85 degrees outside. Yeah. And so, yeah, I mean, this is Texas. So, you know, if only our electric... You know, our electric grid is perfect, so I i don't see any issue with it. No, I'm just kidding. Our
0: electric <laughs> grid is... Yeah, right. Perfection.
1: Yeah. Never going to have any problems ever.
0: Well, let's take a quick break. You're supposed to count down. Oh, three, two... I'm just kidding one uh
1: nine tenths eight tenths of a second oh, um
0: wait we can we just be back then
1: yeah i i guess we can. i mean you okay. know if you keep dividing the time you're never gonna reach zero did you know that so you yeah. basically well, you... have unlimited time
0: oh i, d- I didn't uh. know that thank you josh
1: yeah so just keep dividing your time if you're playing a video game like I've played for thirty minutes, and then play half of thirty minutes, or you only have half of your time remaining every time you check, and so you never run out of time playing a video game.
0: How you get down to like fractional seconds?
1: Then you just have to check very quickly, but you'll <laughs> never run out of time.
0: That's the point. Keep one on the clock. <laughs> uh anyways thank you listeners for listening the the winner for this week is uh it's me hi i'm the winner it's me (laughs) yeah you you are the problem it's you yeah (laughs) oh yeah that's how the song (laughs) (laughs) i don't even remember your uh your uh, you came up with a food Oh, it was was the the hamburger pizza. Yeah, the hamburger pizza. Yeah, two slices of pizza. Actually, I think we're we're tied because we used pizza.
1: I mean, was your stuffed crust? crust? Was yours a stuffed crust? No,
0: actually, I didn't stuff crust mine. Okay, mine. Mine was. I mean, I didn't say it was,
1: but I. Well
0: played. Well played. You win, Josh. (laughs) I didn't even think to stuff the crust. I could have stuffed it with rice. Thank you. Yeah. And I think, <laughs> that sounds weird. <laughs> if you... I think people... Not that. I think people, <laughs> I think people um, who... Uh, I think everyone should try making those dishes and then rate them online at BrotherTimePod.com
1: At BrotherTimePod.com Thanks for
0: listening.